He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. unclouded by hate does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice hello everyone my name's charlie you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer c dorset and today we are continuing our study on the prophet by khalil gibran and we are picking up on the chapter on work if you would like to read along the work is now in the public domain and you should be able to find it relatively easily just search for The Prophet by Khalil Jabran. Okay, let us continue. To the text. Then a plowman said, Speak to us of work. And he answered, saying, You work that you may keep pace with the earth and the soul of the earth. For to be idle is to become a stranger unto the seasons, and to step out of life's procession that marches in majesty and proud submission towards the infinite. So I, I love this complete rearrangement of what it means to work. And I'm not just saying this because I'm, I, I love the fact that it doesn't immediately adopt a capitalist mercantilist or a, imperialist way of explaining work you work to keep pace with the earth and the soul of the earth and i think that that is such a profound way to think of what real true honest work is not busy work not the work that we do or that's made up so that salaries can be had and people can have something to do but when we actually are working when we are actually doing what we are here on this earth to do we are keeping pace with the earth and the soul of the earth we are working in concert with the energies of our own body of our psyche and of the whole world to move things forward because if we aren't as the prophet says for to be idle is to become a stranger unto the seasons and to step out of life's procession that marches in majesty and proud submission towards the infinite. And that's the whole thing. The, if you haven't gotten anything out of our study so far, or if this is your first episode, then welcome. The, the, one of the great messages of the prophet is that we are here to be here. And when we are gone, we return back to the infinite from which we came. And everything else is footnote. Everything else is commentary. And so all of our work here on this planet is to keep us in tune with the seasons. It is to keep us in line with the world and the way the world works. 
to keep us aligned with the energies of our body and of the planet, the energies of our community and the world around us, so that we can continue to work towards that final goal, that final state, which is our union with the infinite. Continuing from the text. When you work, you are a flute through whose heart the whispering of the hours turns to music. Which of you would be a reed, dumb and silent, when all else sings together in unison? And this is the very heart of what we've been talking about here. It is the very core. Anyone of us can be that flute, that reed plucked from the mire, shaped to its task. And when the breath of the divine blows through it, the sweetest melody emerges, and the world is made anew by the freshness of that song. This is our destiny. This is what we learn as we walk through the four paths, the path of bliss where we learn that we are all parts of the kingdom of God and that we all have our own royal personhood within it and that the power of God, the word of God is mighty and strong and able to sustain us and is power when spoken and brought into existence. On the way of silence, when we learn that pain is truly a part of our lives and we learn to let go and we learn to let be and there we are shaped and we are cut and we are turned into the instrument of God's peace. Then in the Via Creativa, we learn to have the strength to ride the images that are in us to life. We learn to find the strength to be the father, the mother, the sister, the brother, the child of God. We learn that everything that we do is art and through us, we are the voice of God bringing new creation into the world. Then on the way of change, we learn to see injustice. We learn to see the horrors of the world as they truly are. And we learn to speak up, stand up, and to change them as the voice of God, as the prophets, as the hand of God that changes this world. Now who would choose to just be a reed left in the muck when you can be plucked from the mire, shaped into that beautiful instrument and have the spirit of God blow through you to bring so much change and wonder into the world. I can't imagine wanting to just be that reed and not allow the power to flow through me and to try to change those that are in my power to change and to bring into this world those images and those things that I have the power to bring into the world to change. Continuing from the text, always have you been told that work is a curse and labor a misfortune. But I say to you that when you work, you fulfill a part of earth's furthest dream assigned to you when that dream was born and in keeping yourself with labor you are in truth loving life 
and to love life through labor is to be intimate with life's inmost secret. When the world was conceived, when the universe was conceived, every piece, every particle had a plan, had a purpose, had a moment. And to find ours in this world and to give it a name and to be able to follow it is the glorious path that we walk. It isn't always easy and sometimes it is oh so hard. But this is the path placed before us to live out our part in the dream of the world. And so when you learn to live with cosmic hospitality, living by the golden rule, treating everyone as they ought to be treated, you know, as you want to be treated. When you do these things, when you meditate, when you embrace the silence, when you embrace the creativity that wants to come out of you, when you stand up and let your voice be heard, then you are a part of the dream of the world, not the nightmare. We all see the nightmare so blatant and honest before our eyes, laid bare for anyone with the will to look and see it. The children dying in Yemen, the earthquakes, the tsunamis, the violence in our cities. It's all there if we open our eyes, if we look towards it. And it's so easy to look away, because what can I do? But we are part of the dream of the world. We have the power to change everything, not individually, not singly, but together as we unite in that great song. One instrument playing is beautiful, but an entire orchestra is power. And this is the power that we have through our labor, through the works that we do. In unity, we live out the dream of the world. In unity, we rectify the things that are broken. And nothing can stand in the face of a unified people. Nothing can stand in the face of an army of peaceful warriors charging the pauls of power, demanding justice, demanding compassion, and demanding peace. Nothing can stand in their way. Nothing can stop them. Nothing can stop us. This is the heart of what we are called to do. This is the purpose and function of all of our labor, all of that we work under the sun. For nothing is new under the sun. We sweat and toil in the ground so that we can put food on our table in a house over our roof. But that is not our real work. Our real work is the love and the compassion and the feelings that we have for one another and the strength and the bonds that grow as we come together in community, in friendship, in camaraderie, in companionship. As we grow together and seek out justice humbly with compassion in our hearts, we are the voice of the earth. We can heal the pains of this world. We can bring everything back to the heart of God. And with that change, we can move mountains. For Christ promises us that he who has faith will say to the mountain, move, and the mountain will move.
it will move. But it takes our voices united together to get there. Returning to the text. But if you in your pain call birth and affliction and the support of the flesh a curse written upon your brow, then I answer that not but the sweat of your brow shall wash away that which is written. You have been told also that life is darkness, and in your weariness you echo what was said by the weary. And I say that life is indeed darkness, save when there is urge. And all urge is blind, save when there is knowledge. And all knowledge is vain, save when there is work. And all work is empty, save when there is love. And when you work with love, you bind yourself to yourself and to one another, and to God. This is the blessing that we are called to. This is the path that we are to walk. Yes, we are here in this darkness, in this present age, where life sometimes seems too hard to bear, and everything seems to be crashing down upon us. But in that darkness, we have the urge for things to be better. We have the urge to reach out and to do more than what we are doing. And in that urge, oh, we seek knowledge. How can I do this? Who do I need to talk to to get this done? We seek that knowledge, and that in that knowledge, we now have the task that needs to be done. And in that task, through compassion and love, we work to change the world, to change our conditions, to make things better for one another. And in doing that, as the prophet says, we unite ourselves to ourselves, to one another, and to God. This is the path that we are on. This is the goal of everything that we do in this life. Everything is about love. Everything is about compassion. Everything is about restoring the world to the divine vision where all is perfect and justice is worked in this world. We can do that together. United, nothing can stop us. United, even the greatest mountains ahead of us can tumble and fall. Slavery was an institution baked into our DNA as a country. And it was painful and it was hard, but we fought and it was abolished and people were granted their rights. And then those who worked on the side of darkness didn't want the rights to be acknowledged, and they tried to push our brothers and sisters down, and we fought again, and we won. We moved that mountain again, and rights were restored, and now they're pushing the darkness ever pushing on us they're trying to tap us back down and some they already have but we have seen the injustice and we unite to work together in love to make the world a better more perfect place and we'll continue this after the break and we're back and so let's just go right back to the text because there's so much more to dig into here quoting the prophet and what is it 
to work with love. It is to weave the cloth with threads drawn from your heart, even as if your beloved were to wear the cloth. It is to build a house with affection, even as if your beloved were to dwell in that house. It is to sow seeds with tenderness and to reap the harvest with joy, even as if your beloved were to eat the fruit. It is to charge all things you fashion with the breath of your own spirit and to know that all the blessed dead are standing about you watching. That is what it means to work with love. And the prophet is so right. In everything that we do, in the food that we prepare, in the customer that we serve, whatever it is, in the pipes that we fix, in the wires that we set up, in the computers we fashion, in the factory where we work, wherever we do, when we do it with the heart that our beloved, our most beloved, will reap the rewards. Not just the people at home. Remember, Jesus said, love those who despitefully use you, for if you love only those who love you, what reward do you have? Remember, we are to love everyone. Everyone is our beloved. And so the person who will use whatever it is that you're making or will partake in whatever service you're providing is your beloved, even when they irrationally yell at you and tell you things that are just bad. Trust me, I've worked retail for a very large part of my life, and people will often say terrible, terrible things to you because they're angry. And anger is irrational. And if you give back that anger with more anger, all you're doing is fueling a fire that will consume the both of you and nothing good will come of it. But if you take whatever the task is before you and you accomplish it with love as if you were doing it for your very beloved, the, the one for which your sun rises and falls, your very heart beats, then you will find a peace in your work. You will find a contentment in what you were doing. I know I did in my own life. It's one of the reasons why I do this. Every time I record one of these podcasts, I think that my beloveds are listening. Whether they are or not, I don't ask. It's not my place to know. It's not my place to pry. But I do this for them. I do this for the people that I think about, that I want to hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. And I do this for the people that like me when I'm down and I'm low and I need to hear something good, will hear these words and hopefully take solace in them. This is what we are here on this world to do, to bring love and tenderness and care. Continuing from the text, Often have I heard you say, as if speaking in sleep, He who works in marble and finds the shape of his own soul in the stone is nobler than he who plows the soil. And he who seizes the rainbow and lay it on a cloth in the likeness of a man is more than he who makes the sandals for our feet. But I say, not in sleep, but in the overwakefulness of noontide, 
that the wind speaks more sweetly to the giant oaks than to the least of all the blades of grass. And he alone is great who turns the, the voice of the wind into a song made sweeter by his own loving. Now, take what he's saying here. Really take this in. You create artificial hierarchies and say that the artist is better than the tradesman. But I say unto you, whoever works out of love, whoever learns to take the great voice of the wind and turn it into a song, they're not the greater. They're the great. See, there is only one great. All we do to create these artificial hierarchies of this person is better than that person who's better than that person. No, 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 no. There are those who are either functioning out of the love and kindness of their heart to manifest the divine kingdom here now in this world, and there are those who are not. And that's it. If you need to break the world into two, play, two fields, there's the two fields. But I'll tell you this. There's only one way to know who is trying to bring the kingdom of God into this world. And I'll give you a hint. We've been talking about it all episode. Read the letters of John. It is love. God is love. Every act that is done in loving compassion, in loving kindness, is an act from the heart of God. So be quick to love and slow to judge. Because very often we judge others for things that we ourselves are guilty of. And don't put people on pedestals. Never put people on pedestals. You know what pedestals are for? Vases. Statues. Busts. You know, things. And people aren't things. Beware of these hierarchies, especially in labor. Managers are more important than the employees. No, they're not. They just get paid more to do mean things to more people. I know, I've managed many a store. It doesn't make you better. It doesn't make you higher. It doesn't make you greater. The only greatness that there is in this life, the only real greatness, the only greatness that lasts is the compassion that we work with and the heart that fuels it. For when we work out of that heart of pure love and compassion, we heal the world. We bring peace to this world. We make others better. I've been to many a funeral, and honestly, those are the only things people remember. People don't sit around the coffin talking about, oh, do you remember this great deed or that great deed or this great task or this thing that they did? No. They remember how they were touched. They remember the love. They remember the compassion. They remember the power that went into them and changed their lives. Even when artists die, great artists, we sit around and we commensurate over how their music made us feel, how their movies made us feel, how they connected to us, and how those connections bettered or worsened our lives. And in the end, that's all that matters. That's what we really leave behind. And for those who wish to have a legacy, 
that is what they should be focused on. They should be spending their time, their energy, and their effort working for love. That's honestly what we leave behind us. There isn't anything else. Continuing from the text. Work is love made visible. And if you cannot work with love, but only the distaste, it is better that you should leave your work and sit at the gate of the temple and take alms of those who work with joy. For if you bake bread with indifference, you bake a bitter bread that feeds half the man's hunger. And if you grudge the crushing of the grapes, your grudge distills a poison in the wine. And if you sing as angels and love not the singing, you muffle man's ears to the voices of the day and the voices of the night. Yeah. I mean, this is the one thing that we're going to be going back to over and over and over if you haven't realized it by now in this book. And it's the one thing that this podcast is going to be talking about a lot because, you know, as you keep hearing me say, just read the first letter of John. Everything is about love. God is love. No one who has love in their heart doesn't know God. And only people who have known God have love in their heart. How do you find that love? You find love. (laughs) There's no magic to it. There's no magic words. There's no secret. This isn't that kind of a thing. It's all about finding that compassion, that basic compassion that we are all supposed to have for one another. And to do all of the labors of our heart, every task that is set before us as if we are doing it for our truest beloved. And that sounds like a lot. And trust me, it is. It is a hard, high bar to reach. But no goal worth reaching is easy. If they were, they wouldn't be goals. They would just be things that everybody does. This is the heart of the spiritual labor. This is the heart of our work in this world. Everything that we do, every task set before us should be done out of love, out of compassion, and out of the fullness of our own hearts. And once you can do that, once you can find yourself working in that way, every task that you do will have more meaning, more purpose, and will feed not only the body, but the soul. And that may sound like some oogie boogie, but I tell you, that's that's not metaphysical woo. That's not. This is true. People can tell whether you care for them. Think about it. When you've ever been out to dinner and somebody just slams your plate down on the table in front of you and goes, there. Are, are you going to be enriched by that meal? That could be the greatest meal you've ever had. But it's going to taste sour because the memory of the rudeness is going to taint the food. And I think we've all had that experience at least once in our life, something like that. That's what we're talking about here. The experience of love is palpable. And I swear it's why I can't make my mom's fried chicken. I know exactly what she does. I've watched her. She's watched me make it. 
I can't get it to taste right, and that's because I don't have my mother's love to put into it. I swear that's what it is. At least that's what my sister and I keep telling her. I have the same problem with her cookies. I can make good cookies. So they're not as good as my mom's cookies. But I try anyway. Out of love. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, and the podcast app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate the episode or the podcast itself, please do that. That helps me out a lot. That tells the algorithm to share me to other people. If you got a dollar you can throw my way either in the app there'll be a button that says support or in the show notes there'll be a link that says support on anchor if you click that you can give it the one dollar five dollar ten dollar levels that money goes to me and helps me to continue to do stuff like this as well as pay for hosting on wisdom's cry um and whatnot if you don't have the money to give that's all right don't worry about it i'm not doing this for the money i'm really not like, if you can't tell from the tone of voice when I do these episodes, I love talking about these <laughs> topics. But what you can do for me that will help me out immensely is please pray. Your prayers have power, real power in this world. And trust me, just pray for me. It will help out a lot. And if you know anybody who you think will benefit from listening to these episodes, please share. That helps out a lot, too. Well, I think that's it. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can hit me up. I'm Wisdom Cries Out on Twitter. You can find a link to that and everything that I do over at wisdomscry.com. And until next time, may God bless you and keep you ever growing in wisdom and compassion. Amen.